You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to Season 3 and Episode number 152 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Thursday, June 29th, 2023, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty lovely day here at the Beaver Lodge, except for smoke. Yep, it seems that we've uh, I've uh, avoided it uh, the last few days, but it seems it might uh, hit a little uh, stronger here today. I'm your host, the eager beaver pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always is my stalwart friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Thursday morning nibble for you, uh, but before we go anywhere, Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health today? Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Uh, when I wake up, I'll let you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm until six thirty, which is really late for me. I'm in the opposite boat. I finally got to bed real early for once, but um, Beavers when he was out playing volleyball with the friends, and then I guess they went and had a drink afterwards. And I'm not quite sure what time he came to bed, but by the time he came to bed, I felt him getting up, and it's like, um, well, I guess I'm up now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've been up since four something. (laughs) You'd think I'd look a little more awake, but 
got this Louis Vuitton under my eyes. <laughs> um, in the headlines, uh, another day of smoke warnings, particularly for South Central Canada. Uh, the Assembly of First Nations National Chief Roseanne Archibald is removed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't even know that there was a vote, but uh, apparently, yes. Yeah, and uh, so we'll talk about uh, more of that, and uh, we'll have a little couple of tidbits for you later on. Uh, but Mr. Grizzly, oh, also, before, we normally do this at the end, but I want to do it at the beginning, just in case we go long. Uh, we have lots of programming notes. Uh, um, we're going to be having some guests on soon. Uh, Evan Scrimshaw will mm-hmm. be returning. On the 7th, I believe, Friday, July 7th, to discuss by-elections in Alberta, elections, and a whole bunch of other um, chuckle fuckery, I guess, <sighs> he would yeah, use, he would work, he, he might use, <laughs> going on. Uh, I love him. <laughs> he's a great uh, yeah, he's a great writer. And uh, around end of next week at some time, uh, probably for a shorter period, uh, we will have Scott McGregor, host of Hot Wallet, so we can talk a little bit of macroeconomics and maybe a little investing. Nice. Yeah, there you go, kids. Also, um, I had the ultimate pleasure to talk with, for the first time, that nerd dad. Oh, yeah. Okay, Joe. Uh, Joe. We've been, yeah, we've been, Joe and I, we've been chatting on, you know, internet and whatnot and, you know, texting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and messaging and, you know, saying how much we like each other and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, we finally got to talk for the first time and that's out now. So uh, take a look at that. We talk about uh, gay stuff. Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, yesterday I was on uh, Dean's show for a little bit and uh, there was a mystery guest. Jim Jerome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, Jim. We yeah. met a few times. We're not close personal friends or anything like that. We met like four or five times and, uh, had some drinks at the Nokia Briar once. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that was kind of, that was very interesting. And, uh, and, and uh, well, of course, unexpected. This was a mystery guest. Uh, but uh, we've been having this little sort of, um, I keep on calling it like, you know, when you watch Jimmy Kimmel and at the end of the show, he keeps mm-hmm. on saying, oh, and sorry, Matt Damon. So I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be joining you, actually. Yes, exactly. Yes, you will be too. And, of course, we have um, a little, few more details on our Canada Day special. It'll be short but sweet. Mr. Yes. Grizzly? Yes, uh, we got, uh, it'll be, I'm, I think it's... Uh, three to five, I think you told me. Three to five or five to seven, I can't remember. I'll have to double check. You texted me three to five. Three to five? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't so, remember. Yes, we only, he calls it, Mr. Grizzly calls it the mafia booth. We only, I call it the Orient Express train car. <laughs> but uh, yes, we uh, only have the space for two hours because clearly it's a busy day. Yeah, Canada Day is busy there. Yeah. And, and as the day gets late, like it won't be super busy when we arrive, but by the mm-hmm. time we leave, it'll start to really pick up. Yeah. So uh, three to five, and uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit of video of what's going on downtown uh, to show you if you've never been to Canada Day in the nation's capital, give you a little bit of a flavor, Mm. uh, what it's like. Um, But yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to do something for you there on on that day. But uh, we hope uh, that you'll be able to join us for a little bit. And if not live, well, then do watch us afterwards. So make us part of your Canada Day if you can. All right. 
Um, oh, we have uh, some comments from the kids here. Mateo has an eye exam today with everyone's favorite eye drops that make your vision blurry. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a fuzzy day, good sir. All right. <laughs> We're wishing you well. Don't worry. It goes away, though. Okay. <laughs> Is Mr. Grizzly growing the stash back? Asks no. the Daily Beaver. No, I, uh, I I didn't have time to shave my face. I shaved my head, and that that's very time consuming. So I didn't have time to do my face this morning. I just my neck. And that was it. So no, mm-hmm. no, not growing it back anytime soon. Okay. We have Kit Lena going. We promised to love Dean if he has more Douglas. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, sound good to me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, Mr. Grizzly, I know that you had something with which you wanted to start us off. Yeah, this, this, I want to start this off with a clip from a gentleman who I follow on Twitter and TikTok, um, Frank Dominic. And this has to do with school boards, uh, Pride Month, and what's taking place across the country, uh, and I, to a certain extent around the world. But it, it, this, he, he says it so well. Uh, and I, I don't think I could say it quite as eloquently uh, or as to the point as he does in two minutes and 57 seconds. So have a look at this, please. Do you know what LGBTQ plus people in schools? My question for you is, why haven't you pulled your kids out of school? Why aren't you homeschooling them? Why aren't you sending them to private school? We have a public education system for a reason. And that public education system is supposed to instill the values that are in our laws, such as gay people being allowed to get married, because we have LGBTQ rights in this country same rights that everybody has, just like how we have rights to individual religions and freedoms. I'm a Catholic. I know what it's like to be part of a religion that is negative towards the LGBTQ plus community. Part of my religion also says that I can't eat meat on Fridays. You don't see me trying to get meat banned from schools on Friday, right? Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to enforce our religious beliefs on other people because we have the freedom of religion and the freedom from religion because our religions don't get to dictate how our society operates. We have a separation of church and state. Similarly, even if you're anti-LGBTQ for a non-religious reason, that doesn't give you a right to infringe your beliefs on other people. That doesn't give you a right to try to say that other people should not be allowed to exist in schools. Oh, but they're shoving it down our throats. What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? When you march and you yell and you chant and you say homophobic things and then you say, oh, well, people are being racist towards me or you say, oh, people aren't aren't, uh, accommodating my beliefs, we are. I have had Muslim students in my classroom tell me, well, sir, in my religion, we don't believe that LGBTQ people um, should be allowed to get married. It's, It's against my religion. And I say, well, do you know any gay people? Yeah. In this classroom, maybe? In this school? Yeah. Are you friends with them? Yeah. And do you think that they deserve to be happy? Yeah. So then what's the problem? I guess there isn't one. And these kids know that. And they acknowledge that. And they respect that. Even if in their heart of hearts they believe their religion is correct, they know that they still should be kind to LGBTQ plus people. And that it should still be talked about in schools, just like how we talk about religious acceptance in schools. And how we talk about cultural differences in schools. Because that's what Canada is. That's what Ontario is. Our culture, our society is a mosaic. It is a blend of each and every person, each and every country, each and every religion and belief that we have. And they come together to create a perfect, beautiful society. Maybe not perfect, but a beautiful society. And we leave behind the parts of our cultures and the parts of our religion that don't mesh well with the acceptance that we preach about in Canada. 
We set that aside. Because we believe that in Canada, everybody deserves the right to be happy. Everybody deserves the right to be loved. Everybody deserves the right to be respected. And I respect you and your religion. But not if you're going to be disrespecting other people based on something that they were born into. You're born gay. It's not a choice. Respect that. Right? There you go. That's why I follow this man. He has, he's always so poignant and dead bang on and says it in ways that I, I'm just incapable of. Yeah. He's a good guy. And he, and he, and and he speaks the truth and that's what we need more of, you know? Yep. I'm right with you. And you know, the, that's the thing, you know, when he says, what are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. It's like, are you shoving it? People are expressing allyship. Mm -hmm. We get one day a year, Pride Day, which is like like our Christmas or mm -hmm. our big event. Right. We get one where we celebrate our way. And Pride includes everyone. That's the thing. That's that's the thing that people have lost sight of. Now, to counter what Frank just said, I have another video. I'm, I'm springing you, springing this one on you. You didn't know I was going to do this. You have to see this, and remember that these people do two things: they vote and they reproduce. Hold your breath. Happy right now because I haven't seen near as many rainbow flags and rubbish as we've seen last year. They're making the kids wear these flags and these hats. Yes. Right? And it's like, yeah. don't put, don't make the kids wear these flags and these hats and make it their entire personality. No. Absolutely. They make it their whole identity. They've got the shirts, they've got the flags. Yeah, they got the hats, they got the shirts. It's like it's their whole personality. You got these people with these flags. They're waving it in our faces. Right. I don't care if you're gay. That, like, you just don't know, wave this flag in my face. These flags everywhere that they wave around in everyone's face. It's become their entire personality. Yeah, absolutely. You have these people with their flags and their hats that they wave around in everyone's faces. And it's become their entire personality. I live in a place where everybody is gay. I could say that. You can't say gay, it's Florida. Oh. <laughs> No, that's only a Disney. You should have seen how, how it looked me trying to just get on a flight to get down here with a MAGA hat on. They treated me like I was Osama bin Laden. It's become harder to be open about your identity nowadays. Right? Yeah, I, people just need to speak up. They need to say what they believe. I'm a straight male as well. You're a straight white male. And, and, I'm proud of, and I'm proud of that. You should see my truck. I can't see out my back window because I got so many bumper stickers. Just on a, day, a Saturday or Sunday, I got nothing to do. I put my flags out and I ride through town to remind everybody. I can't wear a MAGA hat in some places because, you know, some people don't like that identity. Can you imagine like going someplace and being attacked just for your identity? That's crazy. Irony is dead. The zero self-awareness. Zero self-awareness. <laughs> it's the zero and, and 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 you know and i and it's a variation on the, like well when were we gonna have a straight pride day or you know or when are we gonna and it's like that one kills me that would be every day of the week every day of the year yeah. <laughs> just 
exasperation and exhaustion from the absolute ridiculous amount of uh, 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 stupidity that I see. Again, like I said, remember, those folks do two things. They vote and reproduce. I know. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, it's like but there's like, what about my pride? It's like, welcome to the 176th straight white and white pride day of the year. I, I don't, I don't want you shoving it in my faces. It's like, oh, okay. Just like when every time somebody says, look at my engagement ring, isn't shoving heterosexuality in my face or every yeah, time yeah. I see a baby bump or every time I go watch a movie and I see heterosexuals kiss or I turn on TV and see heterosexuals kiss or I walk in the park and I see heterosexuals kiss or I go to the restaurant and I see heterosexuals kiss or I go to the public swimming pool and I see heterosexuals kiss. Or I, and you try and tell them that in my world, that's offensive to me. And no, that's not offensive. Well, you, it's not offensive. No, you know what? I, I have no know. problem with people kissing. No, but you know, you see what I'm <laughs> more kissing at. the better. Make love, not war. <laughs> the whole point I'm trying to make is, it's like, from my perspective, that could be offensive. Yeah. And I don't. I'm. I get. I get. You know, we get a month where we're allowed to celebrate, and one day a year we get a parade, and and, and the parade is one day a year. Now, it, it happens at different places in, this, in in around the yeah, country, yeah. but it's literally if you live in that community, it's one day a year for the parade, yeah. and that you know. I just, uh, exasperation and exhaustion. Uh, they vote and they reproduce. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. We, we need better education systems because <sighs> Frank's doing it though. Frank's a teacher. Our friend Unlearn 16, she's a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're both making a difference. And, and you yeah. got to remember that Unlearn 16 is as told us how her students have taught her just as much, which is why it's unlearn. Unlearn the behaviors that we've been taught. Unlearn the things that we have uh, created habits out of because the children will teach us so much if we just open up and listen and are willing to learn. I learn from young people every single day at work. And I'm thankful for it because... I'm open to it to begin with. And I've learned so much because I want to. That if the day comes where I said, that's it, I know everything, just um, that'll be my funeral because You're there's no other reason dying. to st stick around anymore, right? Right. No, I completely agree. His, we know Gen Z's going to be all right, even though we're putting them through hell too. <laughs> I mean, we're not leaving them something really nice. Mm. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. But, you know, you were talking about unlearn and this uh, young man here, and it made me think of this that I saw yesterday. Yeah. Right here. Mm -hmm. There's a dad holding a sign. Is teach our kids critical thinking so they don't elect sociopathic imbeciles. You want to see an alpha male? That's an, That's alpha, an male. alpha male. That's an alpha male right there. Boom. Alpha male protects the vulnerable. It does it quietly. Well, that's, you know, that's one of the things I said. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm in the background, standing at the back of the room waiting to be called upon. I'm here to help. Tell me what you need me to do. I'm not going to take the reins because 
the, it's not my fight, but I'm here to fight with you and fight for you. So I'll stand at the back of the room, patiently waiting for, for you to call upon me. And once in a blue moon, I will, I will speak up, as anyone knows me knows I will. When I feel it's my turn to speak up, or I feel I need to speak up, or I need to speak out, or I need to put someone in their place. Occasionally that is required. I prefer to have somebody else do the leading while I stand by at the ready, the pitch in as part of the team, when required. That's kind of how it is, you know. I need more coffee. I'll be right back. All right. As Mr. Grizzly goes and gets more coffee, um, I don't know if there's any kits in BC uh, out here on the chat, um, but I heard in a podcast, but I haven't seen or heard any news of it, really, that there were some by-elections recently in uh, British Columbia, uh, provincial by-elections, that the NDP crushed it. I do not know how I missed it at all, uh, but I did. Uh, so if anybody uh, knows anything about that, uh, feel free to put something uh, there in, uh, in the chat so I can uh, deliver a little more news. Um, I know that uh, the BC United Party, which was the BC Liberal Party, which were really conservatives, and they tried to rebrand, I guess, because they're trying to get away from the liberal name, because provincially it seems that it's toxic in all but Newfoundland and Labrador these days. Um, that didn't go well. Uh, the rebranding did not go well, uh, it seems. And one electoral district, BC United vote dropped to fourth place, uh, leaving the rather new party, Conservative Party, that calls itself the Conservative Party, in second in that one. Um, yeah, kind of weird. Uh, it seems that it seems to be though that it was a solid win for the uh, recent. Uh, I'm not sure how recent he is now, Premier David Eby, who replaced John Horgan, who had to leave his position because, uh, well, you know, he was battling cancer. And uh, even though he looked like he was going to recover again, I think uh, just said, you know what, this is like more than one, one turn on the rodeo here. I think I'm going to take some time uh, to enjoy the rest of my life. Um, so, yeah. But there you go. Uh, so there was some stuff in BC. I, I'm sorry that I completely missed it as it was happening. Uh, Kits uh, completely flew under my radar. Um, okay, we will talk about uh, the Rose and... Uh, oh, sorry, some wildfire stuff first. Um, the wildfire situation, uh, there's more smoke uh, being an issue. Um, Toronto had the worst air quality in the world at one point yesterday. Uh, there's still about 480 fires, about 50 of them are burning out of control in Canada. Nearly 8 million hectares are, have burned or are burning, which is six times the normal. Um, Alberta, Quebec are the hardest hit at the moment. Um, in Alberta, British Columbia, Ontario, and Quebec, there are 1,600 international forest fighter for fire you know, international firefighters on the ground. I had international foreign forest fighters. It was too much. <laughs> That's a lot of slab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a second rotation of French firefighters that are arriving today, but there may not be a third because it seems that the European forest fire season is starting. Um, the problem with uh, this season here is 
how far and wide they are stretched across the country because usually they hit one part of the country at one point and then another and we can move uh, people back and forth. Uh, Environment Canada still has air quality warnings for today, mostly for the south central part of the country, and there will likely be more well into the weekend. Asthma Canada says that calls to its helpline have nearly doubled over the past two days. Um, in other news or related news, uh, Ottawa and the Assembly of First Nations just updated a five-year plan to bolster Indigenous fire protection. Former Community Chief in Northern Saskatchewan, Peter Beebe, said that if Indigenous crews had better equipment, there'd be less need for international crews. He's quoted as saying, we have so many firefighters in our communities that are trained firefighters, and that's right across Canada in the First Nation communities. You have the resource right on your doorstep. So hopefully um, that's preparing for the next ones, some, some laying the groundwork that's really good. Um, but yeah, that's what we have at the moment for a forest fire update. In uh, other news, the big, uh, big, big news is that uh, the Assembly of First Nations has voted to remove National Chief Roseanne Archibald at a special delegate meeting that was held virtually yesterday. Uh, a 60% <clears throat> vote was required in order uh, for her removal to take place, and uh, the vote was 71%. Uh, there were 231 votes cast. Uh, Megan Sinclair, who's a professor of the Department of Indigenous Studies at the University of Manitoba, points out that even though it's 71% of the vote, and um, that it's actually not a majority of the chiefs. He's quoted as saying, there's well over 600 First Nation chiefs across the country that are part of the FN. That means around one-fifth or so of the chiefs voted to remove uh, her. Um, so 71% vote is actually about a quarter of the chiefs total had everyone, let's say if the vote was mandatory, for example, and everybody had to vote. Um, this, uh, stems from, uh, allegations made against her that, um, that she had harassed complainants and, uh, retaliated against people, mm. that there was harassment and bullying. Um, she says that there was hypocrisy and misogyny. The main thing, and there have been stories similar like, like this um, that have preceded her appointment. Um, and she was really on a crusade to get a forensic audit of the Assembly of First Nations books. And wherever she goes, it seems that that's one of her things. And it's usually, it seems to be met with some type of resistance. And then these types of complaints happen. And then, so I, I don't know enough about this world. Mm. Yeah. It's not my, yeah. To know if this is a way that things are done that way or, um, or if there is an actual real issue, mm. but there, the, these type of tensions have existed. It's not a new thing when it comes to to, to this uh, to, to Roseanne Archibald and to um, the overall situation. Um, she's saying that it is the whole investigation and this whole thing is a political distra political distraction from her 
for her push to get a forensic audit of the organization. Robert Hull, who is a research fellow at the Yellowhead Institute, which is an indigenous-led think tank, is quoted as saying, Archibald speaks to a deeper problem within the organization of the AFN and really should raise questions on whether or not it's still a viable governing body or representative body. Um, so that's what I've gained from CBC. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go to uh, APTN National News, because why not, right? right. Um, it says, chiefs and proxies gathered at an online meeting of the Assembly of First Nations have voted in favor of removing Roseanne Archibald as national chief of the lobby organization that represents more than 600 First Nations across the country. According to multiple sources, 163 chiefs and proxies voted to oust the embattled leader. So 163 out of 600. But of the votes cast, that represented 71%. You could see where there might be the, the ground or fodder for some issues mm-hmm. down the road if somebody wants to make something of this. This is the second attempt at removing Archibald since she came to power in 2021. Members of the FN executive also tried to oust her at a 2022 meeting, but failed when chiefs pushed back and voted to keep her in the job. She is the first woman to be elected to the position. The unprecedented online meeting was held in private and ahead of full assembly meeting in Halifax starting July 13th. According to the draft resolution, the FN executive will select an interim national chief from amongst themselves with an election happening at the December chief special assembly. And more to come. That's what the FN has at the moment. FN News. APT, sorry, not FN. APTN News has at this moment. Lots of acronyms. I got something that just came across my feed here. I don't know if you were aware of this. There was a stabbing at the University of Waterloo yesterday. Yes. It was a gender studies course. Yes. <sighs> the person apparently came into the room and asked what type of course this was first. And yeah, to make sure they were in the right place, right? Yeah. This is the weaponization of people's minds by, by this continual amount of rage farming that politicians are playing a hand in. And this is what it leads to. Gender studies professor and two students. I'm just learning about this now. That is deeply disturbing. Uh, I don't, I think, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jen, everyone is, uh, is alive, mm-hmm. fortunately. But there's going to be, uh, they're because... going to need psychological help from this. I mean, you don't recover from that easily. Oh. Oh, uh, no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Um, And because we live in a nation with more limited access to guns. It could have been much, much worse. Much, much worse. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen it Mm -hmm. be much worse in Canada. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty, definitely, definitely, definitely disturbing. Um, don't know how to segue from that. Sorry, I didn't, it just came across my feed and shocked me. Yeah, it, you know, the thing with my, my first take on it when I heard it yesterday was that, you know, this is, this was the, it's a matter of when 
not him mm-hmm. with the discourse that's going oh, around. Yes. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Like somebody's got to, like we've got to turn down the heat, but there's one side that just has absolutely no motivation or incentive to do so. No. Well, and, and they're, they're, you know, so much of it is, is this, this comment here from Rhea, women, LGBTQ plus and minorities are under attack from the patriarchy and the patriarchy is discovering uh, that, um, they might have to share their privilege with others and they ain't liking it. People who look like me are so afraid of having to be treated like the people they've been pissing on for centuries that they are freaking out right now is what it, 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 it's what it basically boils down to. And they're like, here's the thing that they need to understand. Equity and equality doesn't mean you lose anything. It's not pie. There's room for everyone. <clears throat> Equity and equality make the slices bigger. Which they don't seem to understand. <laughs> it's not less pie. It's more pie for everyone. <laughs> yes. Um, the last Sunday, Korean war veterans were honored at the National War Memorial. Yes, uh, I, I saw it. The 70th anniversary. We saw it because we, yeah. were, we were at the memorial uh, and there was flags and there was a whole thing. I didn't get a chance to take part because we had other things scheduled. But yeah, we did, we did get to see it because we, uh, we did go by it. Mm-hmm. So they are honored a Sunday at the National War Memorial to mark the 70th anniversary of the ceasefire that ended the conflict. Greater than 26,000 Canadians fought and greater than 500 died in the conflict that started 73 years ago. You know that um, the war never actually ended. It's just a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. So technically yeah. the war is still on. They just stop shooting at one another. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's true. Technically it's still yeah. on. Um. I wanted to, uh, since you had a, um, a video clip, uh, I had one too, and I'm going to set it up, mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure maybe people saw it, but just in case they haven't, I think it's, a it goes very well with the first one that you showed. Okay. Cool. Today. Right. So I am going to hold on. I'm just going to put it on mute for a second, just in case it makes yeah, noise. No I understand. It's it's all all part of the production quality. You gotta you gotta do some stuff in the background to make it look great for everyone that is viewing and the people that are listening. We want it to be as smooth and clean and cool as we can possibly make it. Good to go, sir. All right. Yep. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Dwight Schrute. (laughs) The entire efficacy of this incredibly useful piece of information hinges upon your ability to pick the right idiot. I wish there was a foolproof way to spot idiots, but counterintuitively, some idiots are very smart. They can... They can dazzle you with words and misdirection. They can get promoted above you at work. They can even be elected president. Thing. (laughs) If you want to be successful in this world, you have to develop your own idiot detection system. 
As part of the responsibilities of being your commencement speaker, I'm going to share mine. Sure, I'm naturally suspicious of people who never saw the original Star Wars movies, and even more cautious of people who loved the prequels and the sequels. But I admit, this is not a reliable idiot indicator. No, the best way to spot an idiot, look for the person who is cruel. Let me explain. When we see someone who doesn't look like us, or sound like us, or act like us, or love like us, or live like us, the first thought that crosses almost everyone's brain is rooted in either fear or judgment, or both. That's evolution. We survived as a species by being suspicious of things that we aren't familiar with. In order to be kind, we have to shut down that animal instinct and force our brain to travel a different pathway. Empathy and compassion are evolved states of being. They require the mental capacity to step past our most primal urges. This may be a surprising assessment because somewhere along the way in the last few years, our society has come to believe that weaponized cruelty is part of some well thought out master plan. Cruelty is seen by some as an adroit cudgel to gain power. Empathy and kindness are considered weak. Many important people look at the vulnerable only as rungs on a ladder to the top. I'm here to tell you that when someone's path through this world is marked with acts of cruelty, they have failed the first test of an advanced society. They never forced their animal brain to evolve past its first instinct. They never forged new mental pathways to overcome their own instinctual fears. And so, their thinking and problem solving will lack the imagination and creativity that the kindest people have in spades. Over my many years in politics and business, I have found one thing to be universally true. The kindest person in the room is often the smartest. I like that. Who, who, who is that gentleman? That uh, gentleman is, hold on, I'll see if... He looks familiar, but I'm not... Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Okay. I, I maybe Governor of the state of Illinois. I'm not sure I've seen him somewhere before. That's why I lead with kindness. Mm -hmm. I considered all the alternatives and... Kindness is a better way to go. You know, there's power in kindness. It's a slower road to get there. There's, it reminds me of uh, from that silly Patrick Swayze movie, Roadhouse. Be nice. When someone is rude to you, be nice. Be nice until it is time to not be nice. And sometimes there is a time to not be nice. I have to read something to you right now. Um, mm -hmm. From... Uh, at Mary Fernando, MD, at Mary Fernando underscore. Uh, what has changed in my hometown, in all our hometowns? Rage. Rage that's so in vogue that the response to it is rage. Not peaceful plans to change things. Rage is all the rage on Twitter, too, and the fastest way to get likes. It's a short road from rage to picking up a weapon. 
that's her response mm -hmm. to the attack in Waterloo, the University of Waterloo. And I agree with her. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. I agree with her too. Yeah. There's just, there's no need. There's no need. Rage takes up uh, energy you could use elsewhere. And I, I find that I'm exhausted lately because there's just so much of it everywhere I turn. And I, I every now and then I've just got to unplug from from all social media for a couple of days to, to recharge my batteries because, quite frankly, they get drained from it all. And I know that's their end result is to try and, and stifle and, and, and silence me and figure if they keep it up, they can. Here's the thing. I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to recharge them when I come back. Watch out, you son of a bitch. I ain't lying down for nobody. I will fight back with kindness and occasionally rage. Occasionally rage when it's, again, be nice until it's time to not be nice. How are we doing on time, sir? Got to roll. All right. That's what I figured. That's why I asked. <laughs> well, kids, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show because we love making it for you. If you want to tell your friends, all your peeps, all your poops about us, well, we would like that because word of mouth is priceless and sharing is caring. Hmm? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because democracy is something that you do. Again, uh, we're probably going to be saying it all summer uh, because our forest fires. Uh, if you can uh, donate to the Red Cross, a lot of people are going to need a lot of help. So whatever you can do. Um, and um, the other thing, you know, when I uh, said that, um, you know, everybody has something that they can do. Well, actually, both of the fifth column mm -hmm. says that I'm just basically stole it from them. But everybody has something they can do. Uh, out in uh, Nova Scotia, mm -hmm. there are artists uh, for people who have lost things, for example, they have a picture of their old house on their phone or old picture of one of their parents that they had something, but they took a picture of it. And they also have it on mm -hmm. their phone. Um, some artists are painting or recreating works based on the photographs okay. and whatnot. So people so that they can have something in their new home. That's cool. Yeah. So again, right. Just, they're doing it pro bono. They're doing it for free. It's just, Kindness wins. just again, exactly. Little things, little things. Right. Um, if you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. We love to hear from you. Reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter at True Eager, or by email at True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver. Why not subscribe? Oh, and if you bring your phone to that squiggly thing at the bottom of the screen, then uh, yeah, that'll bring you there too. And that way you get beaver in your box whenever we're ready. Jesus. What? What? What did I say? What? You know exactly what you said. Me? Why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show... <laughs> if you're watching, you can scan the QR code on the top left. Oh, it's by my head today. Uh, there you go. And that will bring you to our email. Oh, 
now it's by Mr. Wheeler's head. It will bring you to our emergency hydration fund where you can help us make new friends because we kind of got rid of our old friends. I mean, Caesar and Cafe and all of them showed up and then they kind of disappeared. They, they tend to not stick around very long. No. Unos, dos, tres, cuatro. <laughs> cinco, cinco, tres. <laughs> and if you're listening, you can go to our coffee fund, ko-com slash eagerbeaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. That's where you can make our your donation to make sure that we are kept hydrated in this heat. And from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, if you do have some words of wisdom, please, sir, we'd love to hear them. I, I actually do this morning um, something that, that that is good for you and good for everyone around you. Um, and it's a real simple thing. Smile. Smile at everyone you see today. Just look them in the eye and smile and then watch their reaction. When you smile, it actually creates a chemical process in your brain and you will feel better. But here's the best part. It does even more for the person you're smiling at. Mm -hmm. it's, it's science, people. I'm not lying. Try this for fun today. Everybody you see, look them in the eye and smile. And maybe say, have a nice day or something. You know, if it's just a stranger you're passing. Just smile at them. That's all. Or every time, every time you're out of cash, yeah. or something. Just like smile. This, or just, yeah, just make sure to make the eye contact and hold the gaze. Yeah, and you, the reaction you will get, and you're you're not doing this for any purpose other than to make somebody else's day better. That's it. You, you have yep. no hidden agenda. It's just, and it's, if somebody says, "Why are you smiling?" Because I'm happy, and I want to share it. I want to let the world know I'm happy. Why are you happy? Because it's another day on this earth. That's a, that's a gift. That's why we call it the present. I stole that from Audrey Hepburn. Uh, or Kung Fu Panda. Well, Audrey Hepburn, <laughs> thank you very much. Lady Audrey. <laughs> Darling. Mr. Grizzly, would you roll the credits, please? I will do that, sir. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Charleston today. The Charleston. Huh? It's the bee's knees, baby. Mm.
<laughs> I'm thinking I'm th you say that and immediately think of Robert Redford in The Sting. Ah, yes. All right. Have a wonderful day, everyone. See you. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.